You're listening to Attack the Pod, a podcast with news, views, and how-tos inspired by Amsterdam's biggest, best, and most international triathlon and cycling club with your hosts, Neil and Matt. Here we are, back for podcast number 17, not 16, as I've been... Uh, Did I get been, it wrong? Yeah, well, it's actually my fault because we, we repeated one podcast. Ah. We repeated it, which meant it's been confusing me because every time I've been calling it a certain podcast yeah. and then when I go to export it, I see that it's one above. So we're actually in podcast number 17. We've got quite we fun. We've got one for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Neil, I'm your host and I'm joined with uh, my co-host, Matt. Hello. And we've got a special guest with us today. Um, he comes from Italy and he's called Francesco. How are you? Rock and roll. Rick. Rock and roll. I don't know your surname, Francesco. We'll, we'll save that. We'll keep people in suspense. We'll come on to your surname. <laughs> so many Francescos. <laughs> well, we've got Francesco with us, and the, and the theme uh, today is, is is swimming, which we all love, uh, even although there's not been a lot of it in the races this season. <laughs> Everyone's favourite sport. And to be honest, we've been avoiding it for the last you know year or since the beginning of the podcast because we thought we were going to get Johan on, and none of us actually got around to trying to get Johan from the swim gym. But I am going commit we are going to promise today that should this podcast continue we will have johan on the podcast well i'll, I'll commit to asking i'm not having him <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> but on that should we get started let's do it let's do it right so i think we're going to start um we're going to start i think by getting to know francesco a bit so let's start francesco right first of all what is your surname uh, it's it's degli innocenti but you can butcher it whichever way you want. I How do you say it again? Degli innocenti. Degli innocenti. Rock and roll. Oh. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that is as close as it gets. Yeah. Fantastic. It's a bit it's like a, that. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's a got, good effort. Got, no, no, you said it wrong. I know. She hears someone from Italy <laughs> on and she's like, I need to get in on this. But is she, is she here? Giro d'Italia. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not going to even try and say your surname because I'll get that really wrong. But um, So you're from Italy? Oh, yeah. How yes. long have you been in Amsterdam? It is three years now. Three is it? Years. Only yeah. three years. I thought yeah. I met you longer ago than, than I must have met you when you first got here. Yeah. And uh, how did you find the tack? I think I was looking for, um, I have no idea, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I going to try and make something up that, there, but he's like, Yeah, no, 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 but fuck it. I, 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 no, but the funny thing was actually, uh, I think that couple of weeks, I think something like 300 people found the tech. Like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I have yeah. no idea what happened during the, the weekend of Easter of 2019. Yeah. But Attack must have been putting a lot of money into marketing. That, that I'm sure. I think it was because the Giro was on and everyone yeah. wanted to cycle. Eh? Yeah, there's a load, I like the idea that there's a load of people like maybe waiting for a ferry mm. across to North. And you sort of like got, ended up just cycling along with uh, an Attack <laughs> ride. And sort of <laughs> so you were in the wave. You were in the first wave. Uh, so you, you uh, yeah, so you just got swept along and here you are. You, you, and not only are you a member, but you've been roped into all sorts to stop like absolutely you've been taking the yeah, swim yeah. you just came you know from the swimming tonight right i i came straight i mean i think i i clocked uh, a record time <laughs> from from uh, so you've done the Mark swim on the bike plan. now absolutely i mean by now and he's running home yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but you've done it is a fair distance like when you told me i'll rush from the swimming pool i was like this isn't round the corner we're in the east and that's in the west and yeah. it's the far west and this is the far east I mean, you would have been quicker uh cycling along the ring road if only you were allowed but yeah so what was your record time do you know 
I think it was less than 22 minutes. That is pretty fast. Good guy. Yeah. That's good going. That's it takes good me going. longer on the scooter, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably does with all the, all the traffic lights and stuff and, and no transition. Well, you transitioned into your seat just now, so that's yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, I've, I've forgotten to lock my bike. That's why I'm going to run later. <laughs> that's okay. There's not any thieves here. Mind you, maybe down the bottom where you've left your bike, I don't know. And yeah, yeah. so tell us about your first triathlon. You have done a triathlon, right? I've done a few, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I jumped straight into halves. Yeah, just cut all the crap out. Eh? Yeah. Just go straight for half Ironman. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I might as well just hurt myself. So I want to do it again. Bed for less than three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did a few of them. Uh, what was your first one? I think it was here, the Tri Amsterdam, uh, uh, with no, like I don't know, with three months of training. Right, it was just to. How it was, was it? okay. It was it was not as unenjoyable as, as I would have expected. What was your? But your back. You're a swimmer. Was your first and foremost your sport was swimming, right? Yes, I, yeah. I, I used to swim until I was 17. I swam, and I swam Don't way too much. Yeah. Good. But um, the, the problem, the problem with it was that I don't know, Matt, I think you, you have the same thing. You, earlier you said, oh, the, the, the sport that everybody loves. I absolutely despise it, to be honest. Swimming? I, absolutely. It's interesting because it. I, I don't enjoy it, but I was never a swimmer. So for me, swimming, it's really uncomfortable. I've spoken about it before. It's not natural. We've, you've spoken yeah. about it at length, you know, getting on a bike for me is a lot more natural. Yeah. Um, but you've come from swimming. Is it? Because of that, because you've done a lot of it when you were young, or do you just not enjoy it? Did you ever enjoy it? I, I think everybody that tells me, oh, you, you know, I, I enjoy swimming so much is because they haven't swam for more than an hour right. ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I've yeah. swam for two hours every day since I was nine all the way I was 17 and yeah. sometimes for four hours every day. <laughs> so... You're done with it. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, I've done, I've, I've done my, my part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to take a... I didn't go in the water for probably 12, 13 years, sort of doing the length properly. Really? Yeah. I, like I stopped swimming at 17, 18. Yeah. Uh, probably earlier. I, I sort of stopped swimming really competitively at 15, 16 and mm -hmm. joined Same. just a local swimming club just to kind of keep going mm -hmm. um, once or twice a week. And then when I went to uni, I did one or two sessions with the university and was like, I'd rather drink. <laughs> so, uh, Absolutely. I remember and when they were I'm like, well, it starts at 6am. And I was like, I'd rather be drunk. <laughs> that, was, so, that was my biggest downfall. Like I was quite sporty up until about yeah. 16. I was always mountain biking. And yeah. then I just discovered sort of alcohol, women, food. There were alternatives. And so I just got life, just simply. Gonna, yeah. Well, <laughs> I kind of regret it. Like, you know, I was just, I was just partying. I was partying, yeah. to be honest, right up until I was about 34. Like only five years ago did I really stop it and I'm paying the price, you know, it, it takes its toll on you. Yeah, so but it took me that, that to I it. needed that big long gap before I got back in the water. And then now I, I wouldn't say I love it every time, but I have that with cycling and mm. running as well. Mm. But I generally, genuinely really like swimming again. Yeah, I, I, but I, I did struggle. so much of it. Yeah. I struggle with it. I have, I have a, sometimes I can get into it when I feel like I'm, well, we'll get into that later. Let's not go talk about my swimming <laughs> for now, but we're on, uh, we're on you, Francesco. So your first ever triathlon was in Amsterdam. It went better than expected and you enjoyed it more than you expected, which. Um, uh, it went okay. Like yeah. I've, I've, it was okay. Do you remember the time? I think it was 5.30 something. <sighs> Just 5.30 something. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be well happy with that. Mm -hmm. Well done. And okay. So do you have any goals for next season? 
Not at all. Like yeah. I, I, by now, I don't you want to. You kind of strike me as a person that doesn't ever have goals. <laughs> no, but that's okay because I think actually the beauty the beauty is really that goals come in front of me as yeah. I as I accept the possibility of chance. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I'm I'm I, I like that. I don't yeah. want to over plan anything. You allow sort of goals to present themselves. Exactly. Exactly. He's, so he's above goals. Goals come to him. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Goals, schmoes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't call them goals anymore. We call them Francescos. <laughs> that would be goals and Francescos. <laughs> Not Francesco having goals. <laughs> I need a t-shirt. I need a t-shirt. <laughs> and what about your, so you, you involved you you help run the swim session but do you get involved in any of the other sessions i've, I've been out riding with you a few times uh, was, i think it was pre-pandemic actually yeah. but we've been out a few rides with the club so i know that you were involved with them absolutely what's yeah, your yeah, favorite yeah. session it's obviously not swimming but what's your favorite attack uh, session no but to be honest i mean any any session that i do in a group that makes sense to me like Drinking? i yeah, as that, well, that I remember. <laughs> I remember you from from. Uh, I think we got we got close one time, um, like at a Christmas party, whatever. No, probably, yeah, we're that, probably out again. That's so I join any. I want to. I want to underline. I join any session. <laughs> any Just post it on meetup. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> I, I don't do it too much now, but I was always always out. Um, but yeah, I'm better for it. <laughs> right. Okay. We're going to give you a quick fire round. This is where we just hit you, we hit you with some questions and you've got to just give okay. us the first thing that comes to mind, right? Bam. Shaved legs. Not yet. <laughs> um, where, where's the best food? France or Italy? Come on. No. I guess it gets... Like a- it's a Le Tour de France or is it Giro d'Italia <laughs> let's not even joke I guess it's France then I must be France it must be France Madonna okay best food is it in a restaurant or is it mama's cooking no 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 it's my place ah, okay. oh. after oh, after the pandemic that's the only thing I'm coming out of with like I'm, <laughs> I'm coming out of the pandemic with like probably I would say a, a menu as vast as a Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, Asian, this all is you can o- eat. This is an open invite. All you can yeah, eat. Exactly. Buffet, all cuisines at Francesco's. Exactly. We'll, so, uh, we'll get that on Meetup. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not joking. That's the only thing I basically did. What's uh, what's the special, like if you were if you were wanting to show off I and mean, you had I some people know. around, what would be uh, the, the speciality? I had to say, I had never done it before the pandemic, but... I am incredibly proud of my pizza making skills, ah. especially in a shitty oven like yeah, the yeah, one yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. We have, uh, my son really is really into making pizza and he makes the dough like f- four days before and leaves, leaves it to cold proof. And we have the, uh, we have the, the, the on a, on a, on a oven. It's like a small pizza oven. Mm. It gets up to like 400. It's amazing. It's That's like so yeah. nice. So nice. Yeah. And you can feel the difference. If he listens, I'll tell him he can invite you. He can, he can invite you for If he pizza. makes the dough. Yeah, he makes it. He then makes it. Francesco can kind of finish it off. And, uh, That's it. Can you spin touches. it? Can you spin the... Uh, I, I haven't tried, but I I've should. Tried. I mean, it's so by difficult. Now, We've tried it so many. It is yeah. so difficult. Yeah. I will. Yeah, it's really difficult. We, we will... Yeah. Competition. That's the next attack. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, pool or open water? Um, open water. Yeah. But I would say, uh, the, the funny thing is that I don't like to see and like where I'm going. 
no one likes to see. <laughs> no, oh, but that's where you're not. No, yeah, but open pe water. people. No, but people. People become scared if they don't see that hand. I mean, yeah. I. I like the foggy water of the Amstel, to be honest. You like okay. that? Oh, until I get the disease, of course. <laughs> until, I, until I come out with every single STD. <laughs> of the and Corona, it came from you in the Amstel. That's <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I have these. I've, I've spoken about it before. I, I start imagining sharks and dead bodies whenever I see the murky water. I don't like yeah. it. Like it's, it freaks me out. And if anything, anything touches my feet, that's it. Like, oh, and like, that can include your other foot, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes exactly. you say, well, I'll get you. Like, what like, the hell is that? They become independent <laughs> beings. But that's why I think I'm, I'm the most delicate of swimmers. I don't want to be, like, I, I would rather go twice the length uh, to reach a boy rather yeah. than, than having to swim in a pack. Oh yeah. Fuck it. Like okay. I, I, I will, I will literally, you will see a guy that goes toward the next shore <laughs> and then comes back. Nice. Um, I'm not sure if you'll get, is, is this not UK terminology? Budgie smugglers or jammers? I have no idea. What I didn't are. think that would raise no, it. I mean, so I know exactly what it is. Jammers are the, the long kind of cycling short length well, I've swim I've got them trunks. hanging up. The attack yeah. ones. The attack so ones just above are the knee, jammers. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a jammer. A jammer. Apparently. Yeah. Budgie smugglers are the old school speedos. Ah, That's what we call Speedo, old school speedo, a hundred percent. Absolutely a hundred percent. See, I'm not, but then I don't have the Fuck build it. for it. But everywhere, eh? <laughs> everywhere. Like if I have to jump in the water, even with them, if I'm with friends at the seaside, like You're I cannot swim with, with a, with a, basically with a bucket. Like a short. Around, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that, to me, that to me is literally like a bucket uh, stuck to my <laughs> so dick. Now we know if you, if you breach any of the attack unofficial rules, we're going to have to make you wear a pair of jammers, like the attack shorts <laughs> and you'll, you'll hate it. <laughs> I will, yes. Um, right, here's one. Pineapple or egg on a pizza? But pineapple, fuck it. Let's break, let's break oh, stereotypes. No. Let's break stereotypes. <laughs> I can't believe, I did not think you would say that, but that's I, what I'm not that type is. of Italian. Um, now, is this, what's IM here? What is the, individual medley. Ah, okay. So the mm -hmm. 400 individual medley or 50 meter freestyle? My, the 400. Yeah? The yeah, 400 30. I like more. Yeah, yeah. That became my, uh, my competition. That was your event when you were swimming? At, at the end, yes. At the end of my, let's say, very mediocre swimming career. <laughs> uh, Did you get any medals? Did you win any championships? I mean, I, Italy is a big country. So um, I, I think we're 60 million. So I, being at the regional level and sometimes at the national level yeah. means that you're okay. Mm. Um, and I was basically there. I was usually... Right top five at the regional level. Yeah. Mm, Part of it's real easy to, to get medals. Magda was telling me last night because I was all happy. I was like, when she was in Poland, I managed to do the washing. And she says, I'm going to buy loads of medals from Amazon and start awarding you them when you think you've done something good. <laughs> but, <laughs> so we can give you a medal if you Absolutely, never got Absolutely, but one. you know, <laughs> the funny thing was that actually I... I, I have, I think only one gold medal for an event that wasn't even mine that I ended up doing <laughs> almost by chance because the guy that was always beating me in Florence, where I'm from, uh, ended up actually, I met him again in 2011 in Shanghai, where wow. he arrived fifth at the world championships. Wow. The bastard was 
205 centimeters. So he was always touching before me. I was yeah. a backstroke guy. Ah. Yeah. And he was always touching right before me, but he, he created a career out of that touching yeah. before people. Yeah. And I instead have only silver medals. <laughs> it's, it's the most- You're using the, the same era. It's the most, it's the most depressing um, um, like amount of medals that anybody can ever have. <laughs> well, it's a lot more than I've got, so well done. Matt, also, where, where, what's your background in swimming? Because we know you, yeah. you're, you enjoy it. So I swam since I was, I think I joined a swimming club at four or five. Um, wow. My parents or my, my mum was quite into swimming, so she liked the idea of me doing it and I quite liked it. And then swam more and more, joined a bigger swimming club, got up to like qualifying for nationals kind of thing was about my, my I don't know, threshold. I was never going to be an Olympian or anything, but you know, I was pretty good as well. But then like I say, got 15, have you, 16. Have you got a bedroom of silver medals as I've well? I've got, I've got a bedroom of medals and trophies actually. <laughs> yeah, I did nice, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I had I a few records and stuff. But which event was yours? So I was a sprint, swim, uh, <laughs> sprint fly or backstroke okay. and then died at anything over 50 meters basically, <laughs> which is funny because now, yeah, the longer the better. And, yeah. I love, like, I'd really love to do, like, 400 IM or something yeah. now. Like, the really hard endurance mm -hmm. races yeah. would, would you, be... Uh, you, you were backstroke, uh, Francesco. I was, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Both 100 and 200. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But okay. Uh, it's funny because once you hit, like, 15, 16, there's those kids, like you say, who they just grow before everyone. Mm. And I was... I was still a kid at 15, you know, mm -hmm. I was still a, like, you know, proper child <laughs> at that age. And I was competing against people who like, you know, between, between the qualifier and the final in the evening, they probably have to shave twice. <laughs> you know, so yeah. like, <laughs> they were, they were absolute beasts. And I so remember, yeah. a lot of them ended up being better just by sort of a confirmation bias almost mm, yeah, of, yeah. of, they just carried on winning, which got them more motivation and yeah. therefore they'd, you know, train harder and it becomes yeah. a bit of a like virtuous cycle for them yeah. in that way. So, yeah. um, and two yeah. things I want to say, especially at that age, curiously enough, um, I remember actually in, in the space of a summer time going from giving 20 seconds to somebody um, that in, in, a, in an event of two minutes and a half to taking 20 yeah. seconds from that same somebody because of these explosive growth yeah, in, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, in muscle. Yeah. Uh, it and, makes and, such a difference at that age. It, it, it was unbelievable. And I have to say... Um, 10 years after I started talking to people that were in the, let's say in, in the one that was the most competitive club, uh, compared to mine, mine yeah. was okay. Mine was very big, but, um, let's say we weren't always focused on, uh, winning. Mm -hmm. The other one in town was incredibly strong and always put at least a person on any podium. Yeah. 10 years after I met one of these guys and he told me that when they were 16, there was hardcore doping there. Wow. And I'm not even joking. They, they were saying that uh, they used to go around. Uh, there was especially one, um, one coach that now passed uh, away. Uh, they used to give them all sorts of things. And I remember one of them um, actually uh, like bragging about being green for, for the type of things that he was taking. Right. Curiously enough, I met that same guy 10 years after and his metabolism 
got completely fucked. Yeah, um, he became age. he became something like 120 kilos uh, with like I don't even know like what those I mean, things did to him. Uh, Italy d- doesn't have the the cleanest record for uh, doping and um, but and swimming as well is Michel especially Ferrari, at that age is. Uh, and and the sort of generation that we're part of, it's it was it's quite a a toxic culture. Yeah, I, would I, I say. guess you don't it's, expect it to see it in the sort of the, the amateur scene either, right? We're talking about, mm. you know, yeah. high level amateur stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Point, yeah. But I've seen I've seen like the level of craziness from parents yeah. made yeah. me go back to my parents and shake their hands because they never came to my events. Yeah. I was always wow. brought uh, by other other parents, yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. to me, rock and roll. I mean, yeah, yeah. at least it made me appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially when I was fifteen, and they asked me, like, okay, really, now to do the next level, like to pass to the next level, you always have you you will have to come also every morning at five, and right before school, for two hours. And I went twice and I spent basically the whole entire day in school sleeping on yeah. my desk. <laughs> and I remember I decided, meh, swimming is a kind of an early sport. So if I haven't made it yet, <laughs> most likely it's going to be hard. Yeah. And thank God I, take, I took the decision because yeah. I have two or three friends that I think in that moment took the, the wrong sliding door. Yeah, 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 yeah. And their life by now, I think, is incredibly affected by that yeah. decision yeah. right there and then. That's because because it, it's, it is literally a moment in which you're building your next life personality, mm-hmm. like uh, your, your personality for the years to come. Yeah, yeah. So the amount of experiences uh, cannot only be related to chlorine. Yeah. yeah. I would have yeah. wanted like that, let's be honest. Well, let's keep an eye on him at the attack swim sessions. He might be uh, you know, pushing some bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like right. That. We're gonna um uh, let's talk about the, the news. This is the news of triathlon stuff. The news is we have no news, so that's the end of that. <laughs> right. We're gonna come on to question. Yeah, we've got loads of questions, which actually is why we're changing the format slightly this time. there's not a lot to talk about. I think there's of all the subjects that we get questions for, firstly, this is the one that had the most questions. And also, yeah, I don't know about true, you, yeah. Francesca, every single time I do, I coach one of the Tuesday sessions, you've got like five people queuing up at the end to ask you questions about swimming. Yeah. And I don't know any other sort of session where yeah. people are just like, the, the thirst for knowledge is so high. Like people yeah. feel like it's this sort of a... Uh, I guess there is a bit of like voodoo or sort of magic to swimming in that way that I, I can really, generally I can speaking, the more you cycle, the better you get. And the more you run, the better you get. Whereas swimming I, doesn't have that. I don't that. get that feeling. Yeah. It's more like golf for me, two steps forward, one yeah. step back. And, and that I, I struggle with swimming. So like, I think honestly. we got so many questions in yeah. that way. So that was why we thought we'll just sort of yeah. deal with each one one by one because there's some really good questions. In. And, it, and it was good for us because it allowed us to prepare a little bit less because <laughs> yeah. we could just take your questions and bang them on. Um, right, let's start with Jesper then, right? Uh, a couple of questions in here, but basically what do you need to do to train to do a hundred meters in less than a minute? Now someone, uh, I think it was Mehdi or someone, or maybe Roderick put a video of uh, the smoothest swim stroke ever. It was on the group of a guy doing sub one minute for a hundred meters. And it looked so, so, so smooth. That's probably not the answer to the question, but just watching that video on the, on the, um, on the, on the WhatsApp group, I was watching it. I even showed Magda and I was like, look at this amazing. Like, and what was interesting was the frequency of the kicks. Very, very infrequent. Um, but what you need to remember with that guy is he, he can swim a f- 47 second 
Really? 100 meter. So, of course, it looks smooth when he's yeah, 59. Yeah, for him, it's easy. That was him having a slow day. It's, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, Kipchoge looks good running uh, <laughs> at five-minute pace. Like, he, he's, he's he could hop it. You yeah, know, that's so true, that's true. It, that's it's the true. same sort of thing, right? Yeah. That, um, it, yeah. It's not it's not comparing apples for, with apples for most yeah. people. So. so, let's say someone does want to do that, right? And it's not easy. That's what we are going to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be able to go in and do that. But someone that's, you know, got a decent level, has swam and, and is, 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 is knocking on the right door, what, what, what will get them there? Well, I thought... I was really intrigued by this question because there was two sides to this that Jesper asked. It was, yeah, I thought they were two separate questions, so I read them together. Yeah, go, then. go for yeah, it together. Because he also said, then how do you train to become faster at distances above 1K? Now, to me, in my sort of uh, ignorance, I thought these were two separate things. You're either going to I'm going to throw them in together because okay. I think this might be simplifying it a little bit, but for me, the thing that's missing from most triathletes and most like amateur swimmers, let's say, or adult onset swimmers or people who come to it is they apply the same as biking and running and just get in there and do it. If you can do one thing differently, it's swim faster. And that means there was a session I did with on the Tuesday night uh, a little while ago, and we're doing four sets of uh, 425s, hard, max, all out efforts and then 100 or 200 easy recovery. And we did that a few times through. And the mentality is, well, that's going to be easy. Why would I only want to do 25? I'm a triathlete. I need to do 1,500, 1,900, 3,800 meters. But it killed everyone. People were moaning. Is that the one where you gave everyone a warning? Yeah. So it goes <laughs> up for getting beasted. But, <laughs> that but was good. when you want to get faster as a swimmer, you have to swim faster. And that means max, max all out efforts. <laughs> And if you can put, well, I mean, let's simplify this. To swim 100 meters in one minute, what you have to do, well, you have to swim 25 minutes in 15 seconds, yeah. four times. Yep. So, but in, unless you can do 25 meters in 14 seconds, 13 seconds, you haven't got a, choice, a chance of holding those thing, things together. Sorry, yes, but that's your answer. But literally, like everybody, swear, like I think pretty much anyone listening to this, swim faster more often. So do, you, do shorter short, sessions. Short, yeah. And, and do more sprint work. What do you think, Francesco? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I think actually that's why doing speed work is something that um, I'm also, I mean, we didn't do it today, but, um, but I think I'm, I'm very keen on, on actually adding at least at the end or at least not just one time every now and then. And the other thing I think it's very important is for them, they are, I, I don't know, guys, I don't own a watch. So I am biased, but I, uh, the dependence on a watch that I see basically in the swimming pool is incredibly fascinating and, and disheartening yeah. because at the same time, like, come on, just swim. Who gives a shit how much you're swimming? Yeah. Trust me. I, you don't have yeah. to count every single 25 that you do. Yeah. I see that a lot at the swim gym. People like interval, interval, interval. And, I'm, and I think to myself, like, I don't know why. I, I didn't make do them it. do today, but what, because otherwise it would have been a mutiny, but um, <laughs> I think the fact you're going to say it is going to cause <laughs> Yes, but next time, I, I, first thing, everybody takes their watch yeah. off. Yeah. But Strava, it, but Strava. <laughs> fuck it, exactly. And, and on top of that, I, I, also for you, I think a, a, like a fantastic thing for them to become better in general uh, with a super easy win is to stop on the other side of the pool. Oh, you made us do that. Yeah, I remember On that. the other side of the pool. Yeah. And they cannot touch the lane or the end. That's horrible. Uh, so they have to constantly float. 
And and this helps them so much catching the water. Mm -hmm. Like this is active ah, recovery always. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is today, for instance, I I, I made a, a short set, like let's say a part of the session in which basically they didn't touch, they couldn't hold. Uh, there were recovery moments, but they couldn't hold onto anything for something like 15, 17 minutes. And I think this is great because this is an easy win for whoever wants to be a triathlete. Yeah. So on top, like working on top speed and at the same time, not depending on your watch and, uh, and, and keeping constant movement. Yeah. Okay. And, and do you think that covers the second part of the question about how to get faster above 1K? It's the same principle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get faster. Yeah. Essentially. Run faster to swim. get faster. Yeah, like if you can yeah. swim 100 meters faster, yeah. you can swim 1K faster. Like it's just what we were saying before that that guy in the video, he's not swimming 59 seconds. Like that's not his max effort. Yeah. He's not swimming that smoothly at 59, yeah. uh, at uh, a max effort. Yeah. 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 He'll be going like a windmill and it'll look like a mess. Yeah. So um, whoever put that video on, try and get a video of him doing his uh, record stroke, yeah, his record yeah, 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 time. Yeah. And let's, let's compare. But, but that, that is kind of how you can think about it yourself, right? Mm. Even if you're, if you're swimming 130 for a max hundred meter effort, you're not going to hold 130 for 10 of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then that's when you can look smooth is when yeah. you're doing 145, yeah. 150. But I think, yeah, speed work is a big one. Okay, next question from Job. Um, and Seb, we're going to sort of put these together. And, and it, it's, it's combined with a few things. But first of all, at the start of a race, how do you deal with the rush when there's lots of people, um, you know, going past you, but you just sort of go hell for leather? You want to go fast, so you peak. You make your... Your breathing gets out of control. Your heart rate goes too high, and then how how do you how do you manage that? How do you start quick, or how do you not start quick so that you have the energy later on in the race? And uh, one of the suggestions Job said is, do you wait and let the maniacs go first? Which I would say yes. I mean, always put yourself in the right category. Um, um, yeah, and what do you do? And this is Seb's question as well. If you notice that your heart rate's going up too fast, now f first of all, I want to add, how do you know? Do people in a race check their watch when they're swimming? <laughs> I've never done, I don't even use my heart rate monitor in the water, but let alone look at my watch when I'm swimming yeah, in a race true. to see what my heart rate is. But obviously some people do. So what advice do you have for that? Like, how do you control it at the beginning? And what if it does get too fast? I mean, it seems, I reckon I could maybe even have a go at answering this one, yeah. but just slow Why down. Why don't you go, Neil? <laughs> slow down. <laughs> and as Matt always tells me in the run, if you think you're going too fast, you probably are. Well, if you think yeah. you're going too slow, you probably are going too fast. So um, <laughs> it's, um, yeah. maybe don't start out so fast. I think yeah. it's like you could maybe split people into two camps here. So I would say if you're not a confident swimmer or maybe it's even like your first race or first couple of races, Start, like go at he, the end. He's nailed it. Yeah, yeah. go at the back. Yeah. Exactly. Let yourself swim swim your way through the group. Why not? You know, yeah. exactly. why and, make it more stressful than it needs and, to be? And you're constantly catching people. So mentally, mm. that is fantastic. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You're, you're also a good, uh, a good cyclist, uh, Matt. But I, I am, I mean, to me, mentally, it is, it's terrible to, to be constantly passed from the moment. Like I remember- It took these, me until eight years of my triathlon uh, career before I overtook someone on the bike or the tell run. Tell me about it. <laughs> like I, I still, I don't think I ever, ever came anybody and I've done three, three, three half distances. Fuck it. Every like, run for me, up until my very last race used to yeah. be like that, where everyone was always passing me in the run. And, and the mental, um, the mental, like taxing positive thing. Sort of thing. Well, yeah. the, 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 I'm trying to say like 
it's better now for me mentally when I'm not getting past as much, when I'm passing people on the mm -hmm. run, it's a lot better. Whereas I was always getting past on the run. It shows that I'm progressing a little mm -hmm. bit, a little bit, but still. Yeah. Am, so yeah. yeah, indeed. So use yeah. that to your advantage. Just yeah. I think. Start if at you're, the end and pass other yeah. people. Yeah. And then I think the other side is maybe you're a bit more experienced. You want to put yourself in the race a little bit more. You want to get up there. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I mean, you could do this practice in open water, but I think we're going to do a whole different uh, podcast sort of next spring around mm -hmm. open water With specific stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you can, I mean, I'd say you could practice some of this firstly in the swimming pool. You could do like a hundred meters and do the first 25 max effort mm -hmm. and then s slow down into a steadier. Um, Would that be the advice then to, I mean, to get well, the heart rate down, just well, slow it down? I mean, firstly, if you're going to go out fast and then go steady, that's what's going to happen. Like, yeah. but, but what's wrong with that? Yeah. Like yeah. If, if that's what you want to happen, realize that most people go off way too fast. Yeah, I was going to say it probably happens Absolutely. whether you want to or not. Yeah. Even, you know, I, I'm but not too bad at pacing. Let's not forget also the, the emotional aspect of starting a race. That's like, it. So, that, I mean, to me, I think that adds something like 15, 15 beats per minute do just you, without doing do absolutely hear, anything. Do you want to hear my emotional start to the to, to my uh, half Ironman? I haven't spoke about this yet. So I Did wasn't, you cry? I wasn't, no, <laughs> I wasn't vaccinated, right? So I had to get a test. Um to enter the race. So you had to go to, the, there was the queue of shame, which was the unvaccinated. No. So I had to take a test. <laughs> the test, test like was- People booing you. Uh, uh, they were throwing things, it was horrible. <laughs> no, honestly, shame. I, I am not shame. even joking. There was there was two queues and one was unvaccinated, one was vaccinated at registration. And I had to do a test, right? So I had to do a test. The test was valid for 48 hours. That test was about to run out just before I started the, the race. I had like seven minutes and I thought, oh, they're not going to check it at the start. Like they checked it just as you went into the pen. And I was like, I was, I made it by about three and a half minutes or I was not going, I was not going to be allowed to race. You know, um, they, they've denied me uh, access to the gate in, in, in the airport to come back here because of 13 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And so, this, this and was happening for me, a race that you've trained for for six months. <laughs> um, you know, I, the, the test was obviously fine. Yeah. You know, I, there was like a three and a half minute window where my heart rate was up 15, 20. Yeah. I think it got me a good start to the race. Yeah. 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 But, <laughs> but I think, some it's going to happen, right? Like, like you say, like the, the sort of the stress of the situation, but also if everyone else goes out fast, you don't want to get left behind. So you do know, like, I know I, I always start much, much faster, but I'm prepared for that. I know mm -hmm. it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I know. So I think one way of dealing with this, maybe sort of psychologically is say like, I'm going to do 50 hard strokes and then I'm going to settle down. So when it starts really fast, you're not going to go, how long can I do this? Yeah. You've made that agreement with yourself up front that you're going to exactly. do 50 really hard strokes and then you're going to settle down into yeah, your pace. And I literally have that sort of, I, I hear my stroke rate, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And then I hit that 50 and I'm like, boom, boom. Yeah. boom. And I, I know it's just going to slow down into that pace then. And then- And I think for instance, for me, for, uh, it, it works very well having at least two different cadences. Uh, one for, for really when I'm starting and I know that actually uh, like I've, I've built them kind of, I mean, um, spontaneously, like if, if I'm breathing on the right, I have a specific cadence. If I'm breathing on the left, I have a completely different ah. cadence. And this is a, these have been, this has been incredibly useful, I think, during races, especially during uh, so you open can, water. You can literally feel like change your breathing side will automatically subconsciously change your cadence. It changed my it's cadence, changed my rhythm, changed my, uh, therefore also probably my heartbeat, uh, yeah. although I've never checked. 
Um, simply based on, I know that actually if I'm, if I have to catch somebody up or if I'm starting, I'm breathing on the left. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I know that when I get into a rhythm, I will be breathing on the right, uh, every four or something like yeah. that. So I think actually also thinking that these, it's almost like two different gears, uh, that can help. Yeah, which I, I think, think is similar to what Matt was saying. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> also a lot of uh, sort of uh, people that learn to swim a little later will be shown to breathe bi bilaterally. And I think in a race situation, breathing every two, because you want to stay aerobic the whole time. You want to be getting oxygen Do in. Do you breathe every two in a race? Mostly. But I'll, again, I'll use my, um, I'll use my breathing to control my straight. So the first, that first Maybe section, four. I might put my head down for four strokes. Um, I feel like I, it's, it's odd. Again, I'm not at the level user at, but I feel if I do four strokes, I go faster. Every four, I find that yeah. I'm more efficient. Okay. Of course. But simply because you, I mean, hydrodynamically, you're not breaking the flow. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. So but maybe indeed, I'm losing the benefit, not having as much oxygen. So it's a trade-off, yeah. right? It is but a trade-off. I think off, at my level, think, it's okay. But maybe at a higher level, would have to be like every two or something to, to, to get that oxygen. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I mean, yeah. uh, one, one thing that I just came out uh, of the session with is, for instance, Bijan. Mm -hmm. Bijan, like stylistically, I told him, like you are literally one of the top three or four in this swimming pool. But he has a problem that he cannot breathe other than every two. Right. So he's constantly basically lifting his head up and that breaks completely the flow. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like other people, simply by, by breathing every four, um, can go faster yeah. with, with a style that is absolutely unwatchable. Yeah, that's me. I mean, you've even given me that feedback and every swim coach that watches me in the swim gym gives me the same feedback that I have to lift my head out too far to, to breathe. And that would explain why I'm faster with four because yeah. I'm having to lift my but head out too far to breathe. That's a question of how you breathe rather than that you breathe. Yeah, of course. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I don't just turn and breathe. I lift my head and get into all sorts of weird positions, but that would make sense. And because of that, if I'm only doing it every four instead of every two, yeah. then I, mm -hmm. I gain but some But then time. there's a, a sort of an oxygen deficit mm. yeah. that you're building up if you're going hard at that Absolutely, pace. And I yeah. think to, to, if you want to, looking at the question, how you sort of calm the body <laughs> back down after going fast, if you are comfortable breathing every two. Yeah. It's going to give you more chance to get more oxygen back into yeah, the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you want to... I'm comfortable doing it. It's just that my swim sort of technique is that bad that I notice it gives, it, it yeah. makes me slower, basically, mm -hmm. based because of what you said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other question to a, to a degree is like, why slow your heart rate down? Just go for it. Ball, <laughs> balls to the wall. Yeah, go for it. See, it. see where you get. <laughs> Who wants yeah, to yeah. slow I down? Mean, <laughs> somebody's going to fish you out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Weeks after. <laughs> but right. I, I do think like you can... People are... A lot of people are less able to push themselves as hard in the swim as on the bike and the run or less willing for some reason. And yeah. sometimes you just need to sort of, you know, nail, nail your colors to the, to the mast a little bit and go, well, I'm going to stick with this yeah. for a thousand meters. It yeah. seems way too fast, but I'll give it a go. Because yeah. it's the same as that group ride that you want, once went on. Yeah. And you were like sort of, uh, you know, breathing out your ass to stay, <laughs> stay on the back wheel, but you just about managed it and it made a massive improvement in yeah. your riding. Like just yeah. go out there and hit it sometimes because yeah. I think there's a temptation to kind of take it a little too easy. I agree. Um, but that is also because they, they can stop. Eh? They can stop <coughs> sure. and, and, uh, and hold. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, no, but I, 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 I think the same. I, like today I told them like, 
everybody becomes lazy in the swimming pool. I, I don't understand yeah. how. Like everybody starts becoming chatty all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't I don't want to be a, like some sort of a dictator or benevolent dictator. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but oh, yeah. come on now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Can the amount of Francesco Madonna here? that I said today <laughs> was... <laughs> right, we've got a question from Christoph. Um, uh, triathlete, right? What, ben- what benefits, are there benefits to people doing different strokes in training? Or should they just be doing freestyle? To me, Silence. to me, for instance, no, 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 no. I mean, I've, I've, every time I'm, I, I, I'm sneaking and they know it and they hit me for it. <laughs> I'm sneaking some backstroke in it. Not because it was my thing, <laughs> but especially because, um, I mean, think about the position on the bike. Think about how you're standing every day in front of a computer. Like you're going to cramp up like in, like in, in front, basically in the front of your chest. Mm. Um, and that is absolutely undeniable. And instead for breathing purposes and so on and so forth, you need to be able to actually um, loosen up all the muscles and loosen up the chest and, and stay upright. Um, so, and, and backstroke forces you into this almost natural position that is instead probably the most natural position. Yeah, I was doing it today. You had me doing backstroke and yeah, I used, I mean, I hate it, but uh, actually, no, does. but it does exactly what you're saying. I felt more open after it because I am exactly what you talk about. I sit in front of a computer, I'm tight, my chest is everything's tight, everything comes forward, forward and slumped yeah. and bad pot. I've got it all. And actually, I felt quite good after the mm-hmm. backstroke. Yeah. I was wearing fins, which, made, which helped, but... No, yeah. but even, but even, even simply for, for, <coughs> for just warming up, something yeah. like yeah. that. Cool down I think at the end. Just exactly. To, that, those are the places yeah. where, I, yeah. where I sneak it in and yeah. they don't hate me for I, it yet. I think because it, it definitely use other strokes, but like I understand that you've got maybe an hour, two hours a week and you think, well, I want to get maximum bang for my book. But think of them as drills almost, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's after that sort of mystical water feel, right? How, how you can move water. They, Francesco and I will be very good at just getting into a pool. We, I'm like playing, you could go under or over, like moving your body around in the water becomes a very natural thing. So your relationship with the water and how you can interact with it becomes very natural. And that changes when you do other strokes, how you pull through the water, your center of mass, your, uh, the way that you need to use your core. Um, so there's there is, benefits to doing it basically. There's it's a lot of benefits bit, yeah. and some okay. of them might be in terms of opening up breaststroke's great for, cause you actually get some side motion instead yeah. of always being forwards and backwards, which we do in every other sport. You yeah. actually get some, some lateral motion. Yeah. Um, butterfly's really great for building strength. And yeah. what I'll sometimes use fly for is like, um, if I want to add a bit of intensity in a session, but don't want to do sprint freestyle, mm-hmm. just add a bit of fly. Cause it like Absolutely. makes me breathe harder. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the funny thing is that basically there is about fly. There is no easy way to do it. Like exactly. there is, yeah. there is horrible. so it is, it is going to basically increase your intensity. Even if you're trying to, to cap Take it, it easy. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's also a very good way. Who, who would win a race out of you two? My, <laughs> come on! I, like this year, I've been in the. Uh, no wonder that I'm that I that I've been coaching for twice in a row. Like I, this year, I've been in the water twice, and the first time happen. it was January. Right, and you, you touched on it, and uh, you know we don't have to give a, a large answer to this because it's probably how long is a piece of string. But how many hours should you train to get stronger when you're swimming? I mean. That is really. <laughs> I, I like this question just because um, I, I think you can apply it to all three sports. That they, was from Seb. Yeah. How many hours are you currently doing? Yeah. Because if you want to get better, the answer is more probably. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. So if you're not swimming at all, 
once a week. Yeah. If you're swimming once a week and want to improve, go twice a week. Yeah, and I guess you've got to prioritise. If you're training for a triathlon and you're yeah. absolutely dreadful on, on the bike, yeah. you're quite a good swimmer, you probably want to put a exactly. bit more effort in. Yeah, That's we've why, covered yes. this in lots Usually of for, detail. For, for instance, I don't know, um, I don't ever train if I don't have uh, necessarily like if I don't put myself a little goal yep. with a race mm -hmm. I'm not going to swim yeah let's be honest yeah, I've done some, it. I, some people are different I think some so that's why I, usually I restart something like two three months before to do it and uh, and I, I of course for me it's once or yeah. maybe twice a week yeah really yeah but I'm, I mean I'm, I'm still going to do 28 so, without a wetsuit so what what if you are um let's say you're you're, you're quite good at you're good at all three sports, right? And you've sort of hit a plateau. This is a question from Mehdi. You hit a plateau in swimming. Um, what would you then be looking for to tweak to try and get to the next level to train or, you know, to continue on that yeah. improvement? For me, for, for someone who's pretty good and sort of, you know, trying to improve, it, it's, a, it's, it's unfortunate because it's probably the hardest thing. But I think frequency of swimming is more important than volume or intensity. Okay, that answers one of the other questions. So if you can get in the pool every day for 10 minutes, it's going to be better than swimming 70 minutes in one session each day because you're going to get that water feel. You're going to get that muscle memory a lot better. Mm -hmm. yep. And obviously that's not a practical, you know, logistically <laughs> so much as going to the pool twice a week for an hour. Mm. But if it is available to you, and maybe it's even like a vacation or something, you know, where you do... You Absolutely. can change that. Do 20 minutes every single day instead of trying to yeah. do everything in one session and have one or two weeks where you've just like, you're hitting the pool 14 times for a small session or, or the, the swim uh, or, or the sea even. But um, frequency in that sense. And that's why when we were kids, we were swimming every day, twice a day because it's frequency. Mm -hmm. yeah. That sort of time in the water. So yeah. if you've really plateaued, I think that would be the first thing I'd look so to do. Look at and then secondly, intensity, make sure you've got one or two of your sessions have got a good sprinkling of really, really hard swimming in there. Butterfly. Butterfly if you can, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so quick fire one, swim cap, yes or no? Yes. It's I mean, have you seen my hair? <laughs> you just need saying, one. <laughs> I was just saying, unless you're bald, it's just hygienic, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean. I won't need one soon. <laughs> uh, swimming in a tricep. <laughs> Let's not overcover this, but swimming in a tricep. I, I don't even own one. I've never done it. I, I've done it once. I felt like Jesus walking on water. So it was horrible. <laughs> I was absolutely hideous. Have you ever swam in Scotland? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're not doing that in your budgie smugglers. <laughs> but indeed. I mean, so that's why every time it, it's very funny, the reaction, because every time that I, that I come to the starting line, uh, without a wetsuit, people look at me and go like, Oh, that's a very nice swim skin. And I go like, mm, no, that's going to be my racing thingy for, for, for the, but at the same time, yes, I think, yes, it helps a lot. Let's yeah. be honest, but it, it's this counterintuitive thing. If you're already a good enough swimmer, they have to spend 400 euros for, for something that doesn't give you buoyancy. Yeah. It's, it's these like, I, I'm no, 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 I don't, no, I, not I, at all. I have to say any opportunity I've came across where they're saying you, where I don't need the wetsuit, I don't wear the wetsuit and I'd probably get the buoyancy advantage, but I just would lose it in the transition, I think. So I, like even the last race we've done in, in uh, Bosban, I didn't wear my, my tri-suit. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will avoid it where I can. I just, I just don't like it. And it probably helps me, you know, probably helps my swim, but yeah, I don't like it. And I think the type of feeling is so completely different that if you're, if you haven't put it right, if you haven't yeah. gotten used to it, 
Uh, if you haven't gotten used to basically um, taking it off, there are so yeah. many things that can go wrong. Yeah. And I guess th- some of it will come, I mean, I was doing a sprint. Some of it will come down to distance and obviously temperature and all the rest of it. But yeah. No, you but, definitely need to get used to it for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, you have other questions. Swim, so swim specific strength training, right? Myth or reality? For, reality if you're a deep. swimmer. Uh, if you're a triathlete, I wouldn't waste my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think you're doing so, enough cross training with the yeah. bike and the run. Yeah. And I would prefer to do that. Like, someone did one or two general strength training sessions, yeah. which hit a little bit of everything. Because yeah. I think if you're only swimming, then you have room to cross train and you have room to work all those yeah. other muscles. And you have like the, the, the ceiling's higher in that sense. Whereas you're getting a lot of the benefits from the other yeah. sports. So I just wouldn't bother doing anything to swim specific. The, the only exception to that is maybe if you're coming in like you've got an injury or you get a repetitive so that's shoulder what I was say. I'm exactly yeah. that's exactly me mm-hmm. and I'm doing specific strength training although yeah. it's very fucking slow I have to say um okay um what about if you're on vacation there's no pool but you've got the bands there I don't know what you call them you know these pre- devil bands right <laughs> Satan bands <laughs> I right, think that answers the question <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you, you yeah. don't pick vacations based on if you can swim there like I I know people that do like yeah yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay, guys. You have you in your training. That's the thing. Yeah. Sorry? Well, it depends where you are in your training. If yeah. You, if, you, if your partner's saying, oh, we don't have to go on holiday and you're maybe four weeks out from your first full Ironman, you might look at a place with a swimming pool. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not judging, but you might. Right, let's move on uh, to another question from Short. Um, I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Right? Short. What, what are the benefits of swimming to your running and biking condition? Right, so you have to skip us. Can one follow through to the other like can a swimming session be done to make up for a missed run or a missed bike or is it just entirely independent because we spoke about this in the past i think you could you you've said you can probably substitute a bike with a run yeah yeah does this happen with swimming is there any crossover there's always a general crossover but mm-hmm. generally yeah. is there a focused crossover here? i'd say no yeah no. too 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 unspecific yeah so the running motion lends itself well to cycling because mm-hmm. it's a very similar motion, especially if you run uphill, very, very similar to cycling. Um, if you're going to do something else, if you were missing a bike and you really need to do something else, I'd do like a rowing machine. Cause again, yeah. it's a simple, it's a similar kind of activity, a similar motion. That said, if you are a really good runner and then you start swimming two, three times a week, you'll find that you increase your aerobic efficiency. You'll become more aerobically fit in a way which doesn't impact your running because it's non-load bearing so it can lead to improvements in those other sports um you see it a lot of times with like good runners or good cyclists who start doing triathlon and their swim and their run or their cycling improves and a lot of it's from the aerobic Mm -hmm. benefit because you never have to hold your breath running or uh, running (laughs) or cycling you don't have to train your breathing in the way that you do when you swim naturally so it'll improve those but i wouldn't say i would never replace one purposely i reckon short lives next to the swimming pool and he comes home some days and he's like you know what i just cannot be fucked getting on my bike maybe (laughs) i can do a swim i'm going for that short give us your answers uh, to that i know that really works my really hot yeah (laughs) (laughs) works on a boat Right, um, here did some questions. We, uh, well, we've covered one number. The second one, um, swimming without getting out of breath. Like, it's a, I guess that's a very specific thing. Well, what do you, let's try and diagnose what's happening there. I mean, uh, I guess when you're swimming, inherently you're out of breath because you're having to breathe half as much as or whatever, you know. Like, 
it's just not avoidable. I guess it's you covered it. It's about training your body to be used to yeah. to be comfortable being uncomfortable and not having your full breath. Just a habit. Like uh, to be honest, if I'm not in a race or I'm not trying to go fast, I I don't feel it. Yeah. Like to me, it's absolutely like I'm. It's now. like breathing. Would yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I guess. When but it's it's but a matter would, of habit. Yeah. Would you? If you had to guess here, would you guess that the heart is going too hard? Possibly. Yeah. I think there could be two or three things happening. Either mm-hmm. he's or new, or new to swimming. Like because I remember when I was new, yeah. I couldn't breathe. Whereas well, now if you're it's sort of natural. if you're inefficient, yeah. obviously you're burning a lot more oxygen. So yeah. then it's if I was to guess what um, we learn when you're very very young, so it sometimes doesn't occur to to good swimmers is breathing out into the water. So what a lot of people do is turn their head, take a big breath, breathe out, and then keep holding their breath the whole time. <laughs> then they turn their head and they try to breathe out and then breathe back in again, which <laughs> yeah. makes it really hard to I breathe. Mean, you really want to make the breath last as long as your head is in the water. So breathing you're breathing out, right? out yeah. while you're in the water and yeah. then you're only breathing in as when you, out, yeah. because that, that can be why people yeah. get, yeah, find it really uh, hard to breathe because uh, they're yeah. trying to do the whole action out the water essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One from Seb. Seb, you've got a lot of airtime here. Yeah. You couldn't even send us a recording. You know, you could, <laughs> We could have heard your your voice. Um, how do you truly measure your pace? So, so you want to know your pace when you're in the open water, but you're only training in a swimming pool. Is there a way to truly measure that? I mean, that seems an obvious one to me. If you want to truly know your pace in the open water, you need to go in the open water. Um, I think that's the question he's asking. Is there a way to truly measure your pace if you only swim in a pool? I don't know. I I am. Um, I have. Like, I think I've come through as not exactly a data-driven person <laughs> uh, throughout these <laughs> he things. He doesn't even have a watch on. I don't, I don't have a watch. I've never checked my heart rate. Like, I'm, I'm this type of... He doesn't uh, even know what age he is. He's no, just, no, I, I've forgotten <laughs> it. Just like, know how he joined attack. Age, age comes to me. Age comes to me as well. Like, but um, I, I wouldn't be so focused on it. Like, I think actually feeling uh, that you're getting faster to me is more important because you can understand. I, I think this is incredibly important in uh, understanding how much you have to give basically before you're, you're maxing out. I think that's um, different. Yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying because for me, but I think some people want, I, although I'm guessing Seb doesn't, but some people want the data, you know, like for me, it's like losing weight. I never really weigh myself. I just wait till people say, Oh, you're looking good. Right. Some people are just like that, but some people, fan, f- f- I can't say it, f- f- fanaticize. Mm, <laughs> fan, uh, fan, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Get really fanatical about the, uh, the data for some people that works. Although I can't imagine that Seb. Seb's asking for someone else. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a proxy. <laughs> I agree with Francesco completely here because I'd say, why do you want to know your pace in open water? Because if you're swimming into a current, if you're swimming in the sea, if you're yeah. swimming in a, a flat lake, yeah. get comfortable with your pace in the pool and yeah. do that by feel. So and you I, know that if, like I can, I can swim 120s on 100 all day long and I know I could do that without a watch because I know exactly what that pace feels like. So that when I get into a open water, I can kind of have a rough guess at that because I know what that feels like for me. It's sort of a three out of five. I'm pushing, but I'm not pushing too hard. You know, I've got that sort of sense about it. And, and 
Why does it matter? It's not like you can look at your watch halfway and go, better step it up two seconds. Well, apparently, some people, you know, so. apparently some people are. Yeah, yeah, we probably need to understand a little bit more context uh, of what you're trying to solve. I think solve sometimes there, people yeah. try to uh, apply what you can see in the bike and run too squarely across to, to the swim. But if you haven't got the, if that information isn't actionable, then what use is it? Whereas getting really comfortable, if it, like I can understand, do some benchmarks, like, if your hundred time goes from a one forty five to a one forty two, that shows progress. I can yeah. understand what, wanting to know that, but what does that feel like? Is it a four out of five? Is it a five out of five? Because that will give you an idea when you're in an open water situation you as to how fast back. you're going. You can look back. So you spend all your time training in the pool. You know you're swimming whatever it is a one forty five, and then you do a race and it's you know fifteen hundred meters, and then it tells you that you were swimming one fifty twos or something. Surely you can work out from that that yeah. you're. How you're but, but it's also them. a little yeah. like saying like uh, I can ride 30k an hour on Zwift. Yeah. How do I do that <laughs> in, in the Alps? <laughs> you know, so like, well, the conditions are vastly different. So you yeah. like the roads are going to be different. The amount yeah. of salt in the yeah. water is going to be different. The weather. Sorry, Seb. For these little things, is just to compete. Like, yeah. uh, just do it yeah. to swim more. <laughs> no, no, but yeah. but even just to compete, like yeah. with somebody else, um, uh, taking taking the time. Yeah. I think that is the easiest way so yeah. that you are, you, you know, that it's not <coughs> dependent on you Yeah, and, uh, and you can go ahead and, and let's say competition, you're constantly, let's say you're constantly against somebody else, against yourself. So that is a good benchmark, I think, rather than, than going only for long trainings and go, yeah. or whatever, like. Mm -hmm. so there you go, Seb, we're maybe not answering it, but we think it's a silly question. So. <laughs> right, quick question again, right? We're getting to the end of the questions here. Are goggles, <laughs> I'm going to answer this. <laughs> Actually, no, because I'll get this wrong. Are the goggle shapes really a factor at our level? I'm going to say no, unless you're wearing like a scuba diving uh, thing. But maybe, maybe the experts here will tell me different. At our level, remember. Say it again. Like uh, the shape of the goggles. Yeah. Does it matter? Does it matter? I d to be honest, I think uh, when we were swimming, Francesco uh, doesn't use goggles. No, he's no, bad. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thank goggles, God. He's there for the week. He's just trained the bubbles. <laughs> I, just, I used to. Like I, 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 that was so. Like that it was idiotically true for for some time. <laughs> I could believe um, that. But uh, I think actually the, the, the shape of the goggles that re, like competitive swimmers use usually are so uh, like hydrodynamically wrong uh, that that tells you that probably, let's say, the, they could be better, but style is still predominantly the thing that... that um, but we're talking about our level. We're talking about, you know, weekends. I mean, don't athletes. show up with a, with a scuba diving mask. Yeah. But anything else, where, say, where you're comfortable with. I would, like, do an experiment. Put your goggles on, lie on a table and have somebody take a photograph from the head end and tell me how much of what you see is your goggles. Right. <laughs> you're going to be 99.9% .9 you. <laughs> right. Arms, true. legs, yeah. head, muscles, yeah, chubby true. bellies, all these it's different things are going to be in the way. Yeah. It, I wear what's comfortable yeah, and exactly. and uh, that you're happy in and on, on that, the shape doesn't make a difference. What lens color to use? Now, I know a little bit about this now because I bought like seven pairs, it's a long story, but I bought about <laughs> seven pairs of goggles because I had this little money off code for Roka that was a bit rogue, which meant I got a whole load of money off. That so wasn't. you bought them all. So I bought pretty much every <laughs> goggle you can imagine because, and it has a chart on our website that tells you what to use when. Um, 
but I can't remember what they are, <laughs> but it tells you, if you go onto the Roka website, they have a very good chart. It'll tell oh, you, you okay. know, use this when you're doing an Ironman event because mm -hmm. the boy, you know, you want to see the boy over the water, that kind of thing. Really quite useful. Um, and I'd never thought of it that way. I used to just wear a tinted one when I was swimming outdoors and it was sunny and I'd wear a clear one in the water and that was it. Um, but there are different ones depending on where you're swimming and what kind of event you're doing, which I never knew about. Probably doesn't make a huge difference for me, but what, what's your experience on that? I mean, Matt, I don't know if he's allowed to answer this because he wears a computer screen on his head these days. I do. His form goggle. Ah, yeah. yeah. That's why he's like, oh, yeah, don't wear a watch. Fuck that. That's bullshit. Yeah. He's got it on his little yeah, 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 <laughs> Um Generally, and I don't have this because my goggles don't come with this, but they have a, a thing. But I'd say if you're doing most of your swimming inside in a in a pool, Make them pretty clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you yeah, can see pretty well. Uh, you don't need to make it darker. Swimming pools are usually quite dark anyway i think the, the the biggest difference that i see for instance in in the people in the swimming sessions is that they constantly take them off yeah and on and off and off again but for and some people they steam up like for some people but yeah, that's the thing because I, I the moment you learn how not to make them steam up they will if you keep them on they will never steam up how do you do that then and it de Don't you, take you, them off. Yeah. When, before, before you're coming in, before you're coming in, basically you're spitting them. The, does it, that doesn't work for it, me. I use a little pen from uh, exactly, the Exactly. There are ways. But they almost never steam up now, but, they, but they for don't. some people they do. I'm on the Roka website because now it's got me thinking because I couldn't mm -hmm. tell you exactly what to use where, but I'm going to see if it can give us a, a little tip because it goes into some detail that I just never even imagined. Um, Maybe we just put a link to the site to, to take mm -hmm. a look as well because I've... Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting seeing that. Generally for yeah, outdoor it, swimming, I would say... Um, it talks about a certain one. I mean, it might yeah. just be marketing spiel, but it basically is saying, you know, use this where it's overcast or use this where it's sunshine. Yeah. Use this where you, exactly. there's going to be boys in the open water that you need to see. You yeah, know, when the water's going to be more blue. It's really interesting. But I mm -hmm. use... A, I, I try to have, for a big race at least, two two sort of goggles available. One that's a mm -hmm. bit brighter. I've so got the eight now. If it, <laughs> I'll just come and borrow them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if, if it's a really overcast day or something, you want something like a, yeah. a yellow or a blue kind yeah, of tint. it's that's the gonna, same thing. And then uh, thing. The, the whole anti-glare thing, which I was never convinced at, but then in Italy it was like, the sun seemed to be setting in my eyes yeah. and I wore it and they were great. Yeah. It really yeah. helped. So mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll buy that now. Yeah. Okay. Um, anti-chafe, anti-chafing products. I don't really get chafing and swimming. I do if I wear a wetsuit on my neck and I just put Vaseline on it. What's, what's your take on that? I don't know where else you would chafe in a swim pool. It's the most lubricated sport you're probably <laughs> going to do. But maybe the wetsuit. Yeah if, yeah, if you're just getting chafing in the normal stroke, you've probably got a technique issue. <laughs> That's what happens when you swim with your clothes on. <laughs> you should stop swimming on sand and yeah. probably should get in the water maybe. Maybe there's a clue here actually. The next question is, does Vaseline really ruin your wetsuit? I mean, it hasn't ruined mine. I only wear it in races. I don't wear it when I'm doing I've never seen swim, evidence but, of this. No. Yeah. So I would vas yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on my neck because I find something rubs my neck and I don't feel it until later on after the race but my neck hurts it's been chafed and so Vaseline yeah. smack, rub that on works a treat I even use it if I'm doing a long run uh, like I've done an ultra I put it between my toes that was a little yeah, tip okay. I learned and it worked a treat the one for a wetsuit for me which sort of worked best or, or has worked best is the first swim of the season make sure it's quite a short one it, the yeah. first time you wear your wetsuit because you will get some rubbing yeah but keep it nice and, easy. and and then 
either get a photo or, or like sort of feel, because it never chafes where you think it's going to chafe. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. sort Wait of mark the, the spot essentially yeah. on true. my neck. Cause I always like go right up into, it's actually quite high up that yeah. I chafe and I, I'm sort of doing it onto the, the sort of top of the shoulder. Yeah, and actually I, I, learned the, I learned well the hard way. Neck, it was right so. up the bottom of my hairline basically yeah. Yeah. From, from the wetsuit, which sits a good couple of inches down. So something's happening and I don't even know. I just don't take, I just don't, I just yeah. put Vaseline on it. And now any wetsuit that says it uses anti-chafe technology. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's absolute nonsense. And you know, this might be a specific question. It might even be a gender specific thing. I don't know. There's three guys sitting here, but maybe there's, yeah. it, it chafes in different ways. So if anyone knows, by all means, let us no, but I, I I think it's relating to the wetsuit anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, but I have I, to say, I, for me, the feel the the biggest difference in feel that I had, um, even compared. I mean, of course, yeah, the 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 wetsuit, of course. But the moment you are shaved and you go into the water, it's a different world. Yeah, we don't, we don't experience that. We don't shave. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Tell me about it. But of course, even just the legs. That's true, yeah. You get, that is um, unbelievable. Like even, think even for a shower. A yeah, but do you think that's just a feeling? Like if I was to shave today, it feels cold. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not. I don't but like the feel, no, the feeling of water going away from from yeah, your legs. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That yeah. is that yeah. is, for me was even more like uh, than I remember when I was when I was swimming a lot uh, when they gave me basically the 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 big swimsuits. Yeah. Uh, you remember that yeah. until two thousand and nine, you could wear these yeah. giga thingies. Yes, exactly. Things, the shark skins. Yeah. yeah, and for me, the 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 difference in feel mm -hmm. was even higher um, when like shaved rather than uh, with one of those basically boys uh, dressed like you. <laughs> okay, I've got one or two questions just to round up. Uh, I want to shoot across to Francesco. So what is the one thing that the average swimmer or average sort of triathlete swimmer could do or could in incorporate into their swimming that would help them improve? I would say... The best thing ever, especially for a triathlete, forget the legs. Mm. Absolutely. Forget the legs. I mean, the legs, the least you're using them, the better you're swimming. And that is almost undeniably true. And that is all, always consequential. Uh, if you're not using, if you don't feel that you need to use the legs a lot, that means that your style is right. That means your proportion is good. Um, so that is a good signal. Every time that people ask me about the legs, I go like, Next question, but sorry. Just to sort of clarify that though, you don't want to get to a point where you're not using them so much that they're sinking you, right? So you want to use them enough to get the light, or maybe that's in the core, you know, but getting the, the They core are tight, you know? a counterweight. Yeah. Legs are a counterweight just to, to counterweight basically the rotation of, mm. of the shoulders. So that's why you don't want them to have them stiff. Yep. Um, you don't want them yeah. to be, to be, let's say you don't want to focus on them yeah. because they're going to basically become, then the torso becomes the counterweight to the yeah. legs. And I think there is nothing worse than that. Yeah. I think that's good advice. Cause you, yeah. A lot In terms of propulsion, it's, it's always sort of 85 to 90% comes through your arms, yeah, even sure. in a, a sprint swimmer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So who are, you know, kicking Good six kickers, peak kick yeah. really with their size 18 feet and, <laughs> and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But I do think you need a good body, like focus on good body position instead of kick necessarily, yeah. but a kick can be part of that. But, yeah. but that, I think that's the focus. Exactly. How about if there was one drill that everyone could do or that everyone should do? For triathletes. Yes. I mean, uh, I think 
learning really how to glide. That is another good sign. What do you mean by that? Gliding into the water, like um, really flowing with very few strokes. Right. Okay. So you mean, yeah, a slow, like uh, an efficient stroke, like exactly. streamlined. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And are you still moving forward essentially yeah. as you're hand quite... into the water, that it's not exactly. just a, a right. kind of pulling yeah. through quickly? Very yeah. few strokes. I think that's another good sign that you're doing it right. I mean, yeah. if you are moving, if once again, your legs are not sinking, I, I would say like a fantastic thing, especially when I'm, coming close to a race and I realize that I'm, that I panic because I, I haven't <laughs> entered the swimming pool for six months. Can't put your watch on. I, yeah. Um, it is. I, I, I wear, I mean, when I was a kid, we, we used to wear one of those elastic bands on your, on your legs, on your uh, feet. Yeah, I've seen it. So that basically your legs are going to sink horribly. Um, and in that case you have like, that is good, especially because your cadence uh, of arms increases. And that's, that's okay. That's almost like another stroke that you can decide to use. Mm -hmm. That could be, but I think for a normal person that I, I would never, I would, because otherwise I have to fish him out. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. I would have had the biggest mistake. Too much watches? Absolutely. Absolutely. Too many watches. Uh, if they Come want to give the me podcast. one, I can, I can hold it for them. Uh, no, I'm joking. But, um, yeah, I would say, I would say a, a reliance on, on, on too much data, especially yeah. in the water. Yeah. Water yeah. is about feel. Yeah. Okay, we're done with the questions. We're going to quickly, Matt is going to give us a rundown in 60 seconds. He's going to tell us. And your training plan. Right, Matt. Right, we're in November. Yeah. Gosh, where time goes. Um, yeah. Where should people be, right? I'm training, we're training for the same event. Yeah. Um, I'm training to beat Matt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For Copenhagen, right? So let's say someone's got their first event, say a a April or, or yeah. you know, where should they be now? In so I thought rather than just going over kind of, we've done this last year for swim, bike and run, but maybe just focus on the swimming now and, and put a tiny bit more detail there. I think you've got two ways of attacking this. If you're still struggling at getting over from last season, if your break wasn't long enough, or if you're a very good swimmer, um, you might just want to get in and do some easy yards at the moment or easy meters. Yeah, that's um, what I'm doing. So just like tapping out some easy sessions, keep the, keep the intensity very, very low and just, just have it kind of ticking around in the background just to build a little bit of volume there. If you're looking to improve, if, if the swimming's your focus this year, I would say pretty much if you're only swimming twice a week, even three times a week, just to revisit broken record this one, but have some intensity in every single session that you do mm -hmm. um, swim really short, fast efforts. And by really short, I mean, you can get away with, by, with doing half a length, max effort, a length, max effort. I would say 50 meters is your absolute, absolute tops for going hard. Cause at that point it's, it's coming more of a VO2 yeah. effort than an anaerobic effort. And when you're doing that, like ignore everything we've just said about a good stroke. Get, <laughs> get your arms to go around as fast as yeah. you possibly can. Kick as hard as you can. Make as much splash as you can. You like you just want to be pulling, 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 and, and speeding that stroke up as fast as you can just to yeah. to do this. This is like we're, we're going to build like strength and swim speed over that, and then sort of extend that out. But yeah, for this month, next month, next two months, whatever. If you really want to improve, two or three times a week doesn't have to be the whole session, but have sprints absolute all out feel sick afterwards sprints in your session. 
we've come to the end, but we usually talk about books or videos or whatever we've been watching. I, I'll go because I've got it's usually I'm struggling to think of something, but Squid Game is an obvious one. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't, I haven't oh, made no. the jump. Brilliant, no. brilliant, absolutely brilliant. One of the best things I've seen since uh, Breaking Bad. Kipchoge, oh the Kipchoge, the the um the film we I, I, I bought that. Uh, you've got to buy it these days. Really good. Have you seen it? I haven't. Uh, it's a documentary on Kipchoge. I only saw the yeah. Really I good. only saw the. I mean, I saw the previous documentary yeah, and now he's absolutely it. amazing, fantastic. But yeah. at the same time, I think the I I saw the um, the trailer, and that struck me as one of the most generic trailers that I've ever seen. It was just yeah. like, yeah. I don't know, the, the orchestra the and, the, yeah. and then somebody. And like, like a big beat and then a couple of like scenes of him running yeah. and then a big inspirational <laughs> thing. Yeah, I, just, I was like, Jesus Christ, uh, this could be whatever right, about don't, whoever. Don't you watch it, right? <laughs> no, but then, I liked it. It's inspirational. I loved it. I mean, I, I remember I watched the, the guy running yeah, the, the sub two. Yeah, you know the punchline. There's nothing else different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, but what are you watching on uh, I um I have a three-month-old baby girl. <laughs> I'm renovating a house. I'm traveling between two houses. I haven't watched anything other than Paw Patrol. <laughs> you must be listening to podcasts months. in the car. No, I just no. spend that time crying. <laughs> That's what happens when you get three cats. So I, I genuinely don't think I've read a book, watched a video on YouTube other than how do I know if this is live? This, this wire is live. Um, and how do I find my Ziggo internet cable under my garden? Um, that's it. I have nothing to share. Fair I have enough. an empty vessel, this one. <laughs> Matt has broken everyone. <laughs> now is your time to try and beat him if you want to beat him in a race. I am very unfit <laughs> and living on M&M's. <laughs> Francesco, what are you watching, reading, listening to, apart from our podcast? I, I think... Um, the smartest thing that I, that I watched, let's say in the last months was actually one thing that I would have never imagined, uh, which was Clarkson's farm. I don't know. Uh, if do you know, I've heard this. I've heard it's really good because he's quite annoying generally, although I do like him. I've heard that's really yeah. good. And it's a Jeremy especially, Clarkson. okay. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson basically just um, uh, goes and, and, and tries to run a farm. Oh. Um, but literally it was the most instructive thing about agriculture I've that heard, I have I've ever heard. seen. I've heard and, it's brilliant. And not only, like uh, I've recently, I was interviewing a lot of people, uh, for, for, for work and organic agriculture in the UAE, something like that. Mm -hmm. We came to a point that actually I could keep up the conversation about the humidity of the grains <laughs> because of fucking Jeremy Clarkson and the thing in which he's petting cows. Uh, and uh, and uh, well, I would have never imagined for you. Nice. Yeah. And to me, it was like uh, fantastic. And especially it was funny because uh, I think the reviews, because of the character, which I've never watched Top Gears myself. So for, to me, it was just like, okay, there is a dude that, that runs this thing. Um, but his character, especially in the UK, has become quite uh, controversial to Absolutely. a certain extent. Yeah, he, he can be quite nationalistic. Exactly. And, yeah, and yeah. at the same time, the reviews were basically were only focusing on the fact that he was yeah, the head of the show. Reviews of him rather than... Exactly. And it was fascinating because they were so incredibly polarized between people saying yeah. like, this is absolutely fantastic, or he is an idiot, 
or people in the middle saying, this is absolutely fantastic and I don't want to admit it, <laughs> which was absolutely yeah. brilliant. Well, yeah. it's like that, that's just a sort of microcosm of the world, right? That it can be fantastic and he can be an idiot, right? Yeah, <laughs> Those yeah. two things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I could resonate with and what And I think saying, in, that, like in that case, he comes, he comes out of these, of these series as a fair idiot. Like, <laughs> uh, because he, he is one that, that the first thing he does is he buys a Lamborghini tractor. I was going to say Lamborghini was born yeah, of tractors. Yeah. And and people immediately tell him, you're an idiot, that's too big, that's not what you need. And Lamborghini is a shit brand for, for tractors. <laughs> that's why they went to cars. <laughs> and, 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 and so basically, and it's a constant basically reality check of yeah. his arrogance, which uh, yeah. uh, which probably is definitely an aspect of his for sure. personality. Yeah, he also plays it up for, exactly. for he, he yeah. plays a character sure. to a degree. Right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and at the same time, let's say this agricultural world that works completely, um, mm -hmm. like, uh, according to, to different rules. My, yeah. my mother is managing now that my grandfather died, my mother in the South of Italy, she manages basically plots of land uh, that are- You should put her on the Clarkson's uh, program. That would be do you know what? Do you know why he got signed from Top Gear? I have no idea. Like he punched the producer. He did. <laughs> no surprise, is there? No, no. <laughs> on, and on that, <laughs> only so should we punch that. the producer now? Um, and on that bombshell, we'll we'll finish up. So thanks, uh, Francesco. Thanks, Matt. And we'll we'll hopefully see you again next next one. Ciao. Right. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Subscribe, rate, and review Attack the Pod wherever you listen to podcasts. Find show notes and links on attack-club.nl and leave comments, questions, and suggestions on Instagram at attack.club. Happy training and racing.